0: Thank you.
1: The following is a Life is Like a Game Show News Desk Special Report. And now, Eric Watkins.
2: And a friendly hello to all of our Life is Like a Game Show listeners and viewers as we bring you this special report. There's been a lot of news activity in the game show world of this past week that we uh, definitely have to catch you up on. So, uh, of course, naturally, not going to be reporting here by myself initially. We have a lot to cover. Our fellow news panelists are joining me this evening at the desk. uh, Brian Espinoza and Jonathan Nielsen. Gentlemen, how are you
0: tonight? Surprise, news does not come in the game show world this furious and this fast.
2: Well, I mean, there's a, been a lot of significant moments, especially in this turbulent time, and we're going to start out with uh, the shake-ups and a little bit of backlash from different realms, as there's been a, quite a variety of history made in the world, world of Jeopardy uh, these past a couple of weeks. For starters, uh, we have a, a welcome sigh of relief as so far as of behind the scenes. We mentioned this previously, but Michael Davies, the big name in the game show realm, seal of approval as we can already see, well, he is the permanent showrunner at Jeopardy. It looks like uh, Sony Entertainment Productions is beginning to write the ship on that show.
0: Better than a certain he who shall not be named?
2: Very, very easily.
0: So we wanted to really touch
2: on that as far as to say, while we don't have official news and we won't until the beginning of next season, you're going to get more and more inklings as far as how the show will be presented to the public, how they're going to react. And thankfully, at least in our opinions, it's going to go much, much smoother. I I, I I see a little bit of extra research face going on. You need a little bit more time
1: over there, Brian. Uh, no, no, sorry. I was just moving stuff around because, you know, the producer's control booth has a lot of screens and a lot of stuff going on all at the same time here. Um, so you'll have to forgive me, but where are we? Oh, the first story, Michael
2: Davies, Jeopardy! Wanted to get that out of the way first behind the scenes before we go on to what's been happening in front of the camera and unfortunately on social media. Uh,
1: yes, yeah, definitely. Uh, obviously, Michael Davies, um, for those of you who are familiar with the game show realm, um, decorated producer across multiple uh, shows. Um, very, very glad to see that Sony has uh, made the wise choice here. Um, to offer him the bank, so to speak, uh, as we talked about before uh, a few months ago, to get him to run the show full-time. Um, uh, he says, and I quote, uh, I am delighted to announce that I have accepted Sony's offer to become the full, the show's full-time executive producer. I am both honored and humbled by the faith that the studio and the staff have put in me. Um, obviously, we know he is taking over from beleaguered uh showrunner and executive producer Mike Richards, um, who was the show's longtime showrunner. Who, uh, following a few scandals of his own, was unceremoniously fired after his handling of post Trebek Jeopardy. Um, now that Davies is permanently involved with, uh, the show's future and Jeopardy. Um, he hopes to be able to share plans about what's next for the show in the coming months. Um, Davies is the president of television and game show production company embassy row and has more than over three decades of experience in the game show industry. Um, So arguably, not only
2: someone who is extremely well qualified, someone who would have a general idea of the culture of the show itself. And as I mentioned, someone who can really go ahead and write the ship or provide that steady hand through a couple of hopefully final major decisions that need to be made ahead of next season.
1: Yeah, and Davies even understands and acknowledges this in further remarks that he made, saying Jeopardy has a, quote, Jeopardy has a fan base like nothing else I have seen in television outside sports. I am honestly so inspired by your attention to detail and the depth of your love for the show, its legacy and its future. So clearly, a very good choice uh, from Sony to bring Davies in to run the helm of Jeopardy, and hoping that he makes an announcement on the hosting future uh, of the show once and for all. As as it currently appears, Jeopardy has definitely trended away from having Bialik on television. Uh, And seems to be giving the majority of the screen time to Ken Jennings, which I think is a telltale sign of things to come where we will see Jennings named as the new permanent host as early as the upcoming next season. And it definitely with the tournament of
2: champions coming up in a couple of months, just to wrap up this year. And as we go into late summer, early fall, it would be a perfect time to make that announcement sort of confirm Vox Populi and what's going on. However, however, this is not the only news coming out of the Jeopardy! realm. We have another wonderful contestant who happens to be on quite a bit of a hot streak. A significant hot streak in itself, but also included a significant moment. I am speaking, of course, about a current champion, Mateo Roach, who... A hot streak beyond or nearing beyond in the teens, nearing 20 games. She has amassed over $320,000 in winnings. The reason why this is a bit of history, as she notes herself, a proud Halgonian by way of Toronto. Yes, that's right. Originally from Halifax, Nova Scotia, hailing from Toronto,
0: oh Canada.
2: She has become the all-time winningest Canadian in Jeopardy! history. Now, for something that has only happened previously, once in 2012, once in 2016, once in 2020, and it happened again under her run.
0: I did some separate research on the occurrences. Go on. One source says this is the third time. You said it was the fourth. Yes. Another source says it's happened now 10 times in the post-84 era.
1: I'm tempting, tempted to agree with the 10 times. It's not as rare as one is led to believe, but I know it is a significantly rare enough event. Um. And I'm imagining somebody probably, the guy who who came up with the 10 number, probably actually did his research on J-Archive.
0: Well, I found the reference of the 2015 occurrence said, well, in the 2020 said the last time was 2015 and that it was the ninth. So, extrapolating out, this would be the 10th.
2: So, the particular event we're speaking of in her run
1: on Jeez. her 13th day as champion so this is it's recent but again we've kind of been lacking on the news desk here folks sorry which is why we're having a stand-alone line lag special report
0: a lot of paperwork has found its way to the news desk we need to clean up the desk these things happen
2: inboxes get filled up sometimes but as you continue?
1: I was going to let you continue. I just wanted to throw in the fact that it was on her 13th day as champion, in case you missed it. Well, as she had, with a combination
2: of her depth skill, a little bit of luck, some difficult questions, played the final Jeopardy round by herself. As Ken Jennings introduced it going into that fateful moment, and then there was one. So as you can see some major highlights and we definitely applaud her for going on this winning streak and long may it continue. But for all of the good and moments of history, Brian, before I continue, you have something?
1: Yes, actually. um, I I will say real quick, you know, indeed for all of the good that there is in history. Yes, there is some bad. Um, But I think you have to, we we have to stop and talk a a little bit about the good from Ken Jennings here. I think he handled that exactly how Alex would have handled it if this were an Alex Trebek situation. I, I, do agree. I almost feel like that if this were Bialik in the driver's seat when this moment happened, this would have been overblown, out of proportion, and somehow made to be the Bialik show. Mm, I You took the words right out of my mouth. She would have
2: had the camera and all the focus centered on herself and not Matea, the contestant.
0: Yeah. And also, also just as a clarification on the uh, last time that the solo happened, last time was Tuesday, October 13th, 2020. Was it a Friday? Tuesday.
1: That was a rhetorical question because you just said it was a Tuesday. Um, but yeah, no, I think, uh, I think this further reinforces the the point that Ken Jennings has the right pedigree and the right necessary know-how to, I almost want to say chutzpah in order to be able to, to continue the legacy of Alex Trebek.
2: I definitely agree with you there. That little bit of humor Little bit of drama, but he made it to where the contestant in the history of the
1: moment was still the show in of itself. Now, as you said, uh, with the good comes the bad. Uh, And with the bad, unfortunately, uh, NBC News uh, about five days ago is under some very serious criticism right now uh, after they made a tweet. um, Unlike a certain show where we do a check the tweets bit, we won't be doing that here.
0: Um, One last thing, if I can close out the Jeopardy. If you're wondering what number 10 winner all time is, you're looking for Roger Craig at 530,000. She's 70K away as a 19-day champ.
2: So she's closing in just a couple of shows, potentially. Okay. Um,
1: NBC put out a tweet and described her as, quote, the 23-year-old lesbian tutor from Toronto, instead of actually referring to her or in also including her name, Matea Roach, in the tweet. Um, they highlighted the the winning streak. They said the 23 year old lesbian tutor from Toronto has amassed a total of at the time $320,081, the most by a Canadian contestant in Jeopardy history and linked to a piece, a news story with the headline, Matea Roach becomes latest LGBTQ Jeopardy phenom." Um, and in the accompanying article, the outlet listed, uh, Jeopardy contestants' accomplishments, her accomplishments, before noting that Roach identifies as a lesbian, quote, according to her Twitter account, um, which at the time did read, quote, lesbian Nova Scotian 16 Jeopardy champion. Um, this definitely sparked backlash all across social media, very notably Twitter, um, with many dis- you know questioning why the outlet chose to describe Matea Roach by her sexuality rather than her name, uh, while praising her accomplishments. Um, needless to say. Social media is not happy. This is not good journalism. No. I mean... It's... Uh, 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 somebody tweeted uh, 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 sarcastically, but I have to agree with them. I now expect every Jeopardy contestant to be identified by their sexual identity and occupation. It's clearly what matters, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs>
2: As we show an image of the uh, no, that's the actual tweet. tweet. No, I said as we show an image of the aforementioned tweet on screen again. Sorry, sorry, sorry,
0: sorry. Sorry, There's sorry. A
2: <laughs> it's so, and I get this, and especially when she mentions it in her own account to Matea's credit. Very, we are all here. At Life is like a game show. Uh, Very supportive. We are very LGBTQIA plus friendly all across the the varieties of the rainbow in the spectrum. But as we noted, just the same as with Amy, Amy Schneider, their decisions, their things, their identities, you don't have to make that, you know, the number one, like on Family Feud, you don't have to make that the number
1: one answer on the board.
2: You don't and i think the and, way that to, nbc handled
1: it is extremely poor and to quote another to quote another tweet on the matter what a bizarre thing to include no one cares if she's a lesbian shame on nbc news shame which is why this is not something we would normally do here on a news desk however nbc news is the Eggplant of the Week. Or the Aubergine, if you will. We gave them a proper
2: name. And normally I would have a brown paper wow. bag around here somewhere. Because, again, we did not do this to you, NBC News. You did this to
0: you. Seriously. We have not had a bust out the Aubergine in many a month around here.
1: I'm I'm sorry, I think
0: it's deserving
1: of it. It's it's always deserving, yes.
0: I'm just saying it is about as infrequently pulled out as you get a solo champ on the show. Now I'm just talking about Mike Richards.
1: Now now Mike Richards is full of bullshit. (laughs) Bullshit, you say? Yes. As my segue gets ruined, but I'm going to keep going with it anyways. Um, Mike Richards is full of bullshit, unlike Howie Mandel, who has been doing his fair share of cutting through bullshit on his newest, latest Netflix-backed game show, aptly titled Bullshit the Game Show. And, gentlemen, I have to say... I have sat down and watched the first season of bullshit. I've seen one contestant's run. I watched about the first four episodes so far. And I must say, I will not give out spoilers, uh, but it is the, the full season is worth the watch. But I must say, Howie Mandel has definitely proven that he is not off form by any means of the imagination. And if anything, he's even funnier because they've allowed him to be uncensored. Oh, he's still got it. He never lost it. He never lost. He it. can do more
0: than just say deal or no deal.
1: He can say Deal or No Deal as a self-deprecating joke, which he did in the first episode, and deliver it with perfect comedic timing that you thought you were actually watching an episode of Deal or No Deal. (laughs) And the entire delivery be bullshit. Very well. Mm. Double chef's kiss, if I could. Now, now I would take a monkey for that, but we're on the news desk, and this is a no, this is a no gimmick infringement zone, or so, no gimmick zone for that matter. Um, but I've got a
0: spin on this because this ain't the no spin zone.
1: You would get a Bob Barker there.
0: I, I would, because first I have to preface this with a spoiler warning, because there's one problem with this show. No, no, you're not allowed to. No, you are not spoiling it. We are not. I will say it Mm -hmm. has a problem that another show that only lasted one season also had that um, is often thrown at me for repeating that same offense. I will leave it at that. Um. I will go ahead and
1: say it for you because I think it's an inside reference enough that the three of us will get. And if the audience at home gets it, I'm sorry for the spoilers in advance, but you're being warned that there are about to be indirect spoilers. The show blows its load too early. It pulled a partial power of 10. Now you actually spoiled it. Way to go. I'm going to have to edit that out.
0: The spoiler warning was there. The spoiler warning was given. Oh, you're lucky I had good timing on that one. I only said it because the gimmick came up.
1: I wanted to stay at blowing the load too early, so
0: we're. I'm going to edit it. If this show only lasts one season, that's the only reason it is going to be a one season wonder. Yeah, because um,
1: it blew the load too early. And yeah. that's that's it. Plain and simple.
2: Yeah. And and I do, but I do appreciate, and we had mentioned this somewhat off-air, Brian. The run times. First episode, about 40 minutes, subsequent episodes slightly over a half hour. The pace is great. Very easily
0: digestible for binging. Quick question for you, Eric, because I don't think Brian's ever seen the uh, show I'm about to reference here. Modern recreation of uh, Liars Club by Alan Ludden. I... Brian, I'm surprised you know that one.
1: Do you act, some of the game shows that you think I don't know jack about, I happen to actually know Jack about. We're not talking Pee Wee Herman here, damn it. Not Not to be confused with the game show, you don't know Jack. We were right there.
2: Get out of my head. We don't have a story there. But
0: we have shtick.
1: Um. no, I think I, I wouldn't say it's a like, you know, 100% to the T like faithful recreation. No, but no, it's definitely I'm glad to see a game show that is bringing back the deception format because there are not a lot of game shows out there. Honestly, I think Liars Club is probably the only other one really out there that is similar to bullshit. Liars Club with a just the tiniest mix of the hustler
0: the fucking hustler yes
1: the hustler yeah no i think that's pretty much when you look at deception deceptive game shows where the premise is lie to win right mm-hmm. you've got liar's club the hustler and bullshit yeah I honestly, I whoa, 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 Over it's, here it's, saying that there's one more, like he's
0: frantically, frantically waving, waving me off. off. Take it all, 2012, 2012 one season wonder. Take it all. That's the last one. Okay, okay, that one I don't
1: know, Jack, about Eric. I
2: I can see it. I don't think necessarily it brought any bullshit brings in any of those elements. But yes, that's oh. basically Mount
1: Rushmore.
0: Who hosted that show? If Why
1: you I say Howie Mandel, Mandel.
0: Howie Mandel. Mandel. I, know.
1: <laughs> I know we said no gimmicks, but...
0: That was appropriate, and this is not bullshit.
1: Oh, it's even got the twenty. It's even
0: got the dealer no deal set graphics yes, pack. Yes, it's yes. two thousand twelve. That's what this is. Bullshit it is the spiritual successor of take it all, but with its own twists and turns thrown in.
2: Like I said, take it all and Liar's Club and a bit of the Hustler. It's got a lot of them masked kind of together.
0: Let our game shows combine.
1: Now, I'm going to go ahead. We have the trailer from Netflix um, available via YouTube. I want to go ahead and just play the trailer for Bullshit real quick.
3: Go right ahead. You ready to play? Imagine if you will. You're on a trivia show. Uh, the the answer is, um... And you don't know the answer to any of the questions. Sorry. (laughs) Scary, right? Well, not on this show, because this is bullshit. No! Here, you can answer questions wrong. I don't believe you. I didn't buy any of that. I was lying. And still win a million dollars. All you need is one of these people to believe your story. I totally believed you on that. Whoa! (laughs) What would you do with a million dollars? I don't have blinds, I have towels up over my windows. The neighbors must love you. This season, a person will win the one million dollars just by bullshitting. You have not answered one question right, and we're going for a quarter of a million dollars. Have you ever seen a show like this? Your life is just changed forever. I don't really like trivia. But I love bullshit. So who will climb that ladder to one million dollars? There's only one way to find out. Let's play bullshit.
0: And you call me out for mentioning they blew the load when they blew their own load in the trailer? That's bullshit.
1: I didn't realize they blew the load in the trailer.
2: Sometimes some things are just premature and it happens to the best of us.
1: So, yeah, I guess I guess it's safe to say somebody did indeed win the million dollars. <laughs> Unfortunately, I still have to do some editing because, you know, portions not affecting the outcome of the game have been edited for broadcast.
0: Well played, sir. Well played. <laughs> but, yes, somebody does... You know what?
1: Screw it! I'll take, my vote on the monkey. I'll take my vote for a monkey on that one. I thought
0: that was good. You may claim one monkey in a future life is like Game Show Show.
2: Or you could just hit the button.
3: Would, Would you, you know believe the- I hit
1: the button? And I hit it in the wrong way where it started dragging it across the street instead of allowing me to actually hit
0: the monkey. Ah, so you clicked and held instead of just click. Ah, he said no gimmicks on this. I call bullshit. And I would have been right. We only get one.
1: Anyways, um... (laughs) Like I said, Howie Mandel still got it, right? Um... If you still have your Netflix and you're not one of the... God damn.
2: <laughs> you're the one speaking not one of the
0: people it. that uh, Netflix themselves called bullshit on for shared passwords. Speaking of passwords,
1: segue! Damn it, John, you actually read my fucking as i am currently sitting.
0: I'm all break this week I am on top of shit
1: What the hell is going on? We're doing a news desk And we've all got like The primo wavelength Like the tri-wavelength going This is weird
0: XYZ wavelengths
1: No need for no
0: rail check Just keep going full speed I'm trying to make this
1: work And it ain't working So somebody's going to have to help me out here Okay. Close enough. Uh, we'll get that right. One of these days, folks. Uh, but yes, no, uh, if you're not one of the many people, um, who has canceled Netflix over the fact that they're going to be cracking down on password sharing, um, you can catch bullshit on Netflix. And speaking of password sharing, we have some news to share with you about password
0: new host hmm. kiki palmer to uh steal a line from nfl draft coverage last week on the w2m network who the hell is kiki palmer well i'm mean- old well, I mean, first
2: of all, yes, you can watch that coverage in the archives here on the W2Web network.
1: Also, Eric, I have something very special for you. Oh? Oh? <laughs>
0: uh the first show we ever did a recreation of those were the days weren't they
1: isn't that it wasn't that the one that you don't like the holiday Jaunt? no
2: password 71
1: I thought it
0: was the holiday Jaunt. no the no. holiday John is good the holiday John is solid the holiday John is awesome I don't like the holiday Jaunt.
1: I know I'm being blasphemed for this right now but Well, again, as long as you didn't bring up that-
2: This
0: trolling of Eric is a W2M <laughs> net podcast exclusive. Now we're even. <laughs> I didn't do this to you. You did this to you.
1: No, I heard I what heard that muttering was, and it's words that we can't say on this show. But definitely <laughs> will and will say on a point of view or Sunday nights here on the network. The
0: 1971 theme you just heard called for the fun of it. And that's really why we're all here, isn't it? I uh, y- y- you know, I think I think we can agree
1: to that, can't we?
2: Yeah, even with you, yeah, should have
1: never gave you power.
0: <laughs> should have never hey, gave you either way scrap of things. Either way, better than password all stars. That's a debate for another show though. No, Instead, you're not wrong. No,
2: I'm You're not really wrong not. at all.
1: Yeah. Uh but anyways, yeah. Uh so uh password, right? Kiki Palmer. Um part of the NBC funded games, summer funded games. Um part of know? the who's a
2: hoba hoba
1: the ABC, NBC, CBS, BWS sports reporter draft special. Ladies and gentlemen, that is what we call in comedy a recovery.
0: <laughs> uh, very well done. And for those- as I go to the non-academic, credible source, CBS, CBS primetime as well as daytime, fifteen fifty-five episodes daytime. Eric, prepare for math. Okay, fifteen fifty-five. 201 CBS primetime,
2: 1756, 1099 on ABC, 2755.
0: Oh, and, 2855. To be, and to be announced, NBC. Yes, the big three full trifecta will be achieved. And uh, we're not talking all stars plus super password, million dollar password, etc. here, but well, there is enough. a
2: But there is a further connection between the networks of the trifecta as host Kiki Palmer, most recently known for guest co-hosting Strahan and Sarah. Yes, that's Strahan and Sarah, which took over for the additional hour of Good Morning America. She became a permanent co-host for Strahan, Sarah, and Kiki before the show was canceled, bringing about GMA Today.
1: Not to mention the same Strahan who is hosting the $100,000 pyramid as a part of ABC Summer Fun and Game schedule. There's your recovery. You're welcome. Speaking of a said schedule, um, does somebody else want to take the rain on this one?
2: Well, as a matter of fact, yes. Because with the ABC, this the latest version of Summer Fun and Game's It's not going to necessarily be all summer fun and games, as we touched on this briefly, but they're going to be introducing a wide variety in their lineup, beginning May 25th with a whole night of the Great American Tag Sale with Martha Stewart, followed by the American Rescue Dog Show. Naturally, of course, this all starts on May
0: May 3rd Seasons. Eric Watkins is Frozen and needs a take-two. Starting with in May 25th.
2: I will actually go back a little bit. May 3rd, Holy Moly and The Chase, they return for their latest Seasons. May 25th. Get the the dumb
0: Academic out of there.
2: Get the, the debuts of... The Great American Tag Sale with Martha Stewart, 8 p.m. Eastern, and a 9 p.m. Eastern, the American Rescue Dog Show. Then, July 7th, Press Your Luck, which we will be mentioning throughout the month of May, its third season with Elizabeth Banks at host, comes back Thursday, 8 p.m. Eastern, followed by 9 p.m. Eastern, a new show, The Generation Gap. Hmm. Then that Sunday, uh, Sunday, 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 naturally, Celebrity Family Feud returns for its eighth season at 8 p.m. Eastern. The Final Straw makes its debut at 9 p.m. Eastern.
0: Hmm. Think,
2: think physical comedy game show... With Falling Towers, similar to Jenga and of the like. And, as previously mentioned, the $100,000 Pyramid hosted by Michael Strahan, it returns Sunday, July 10th at 10 Eastern for its sixth season. Notably, moving production. Instead of being produced in New York City, it will move to Los Angeles. And then finally, Monday, July eleventh, the two-hour premiere of the latest season of The Bachelorette, followed by the premiere Whoa. of Claim to Fame. Yes, you heard that correctly. Small correction: two hour, one minute. We're not. I'm not counting the one minute. The Bachelorette gets enough airtime, and until. I really began caring about Mel Kuyper's Bachelorette Big Board? Uh-uh. And you also heard that correctly. Mel Kuyper does do a Bachelorette Big Board.
0: I, I'm and, and, hey, say, hey, 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 the actual if, fuck. and if you think shows like this are actually game shows, you could go to Ransom Randy and get his ass spayed and neutered. At Randy Esbell on Twitter. Of course, hate mail has to go to s.garm or gmail.com, but naturally. So, Brian, as you were saying.
1: I I was going to say, what the actual fuck? There's really a Mel Kiper bachelorette board?
2: Yeah, he does that for every cycle. I do give him credit because he puts higher rankings on girls with tattoos. He considers that a big plus.
1: Okay, Mel Kuiper.
2: I'm not making this up. I, I heard it as he was going over one season a few years ago when listening to SiriusXM, and I'm like, okay, I can get behind this.
0: Hashtag, hashtag. real chick? Family, family show, maybe? I mean, news. But anyways, um, wrong, wrong kind of news.
1: So... Another game show coming to the Summer and Games lineup, I'm not sure if you mentioned it already or not, I I had to step away for a moment, is Generation Gap.
2: Yep, I touched on it briefly. You can go ahead and explain in further
1: detail. Uh, Well, I don't have much further detail. The only thing I do know um, is that... Actually, no, sorry, I get this backwards. I don't have any detail on this at all.
0: A lot Kelly of different... Ripa's hosting it.
1: Okay.
0: I'm not surprised. I mean, the fact that you've got a Regis-Philipin connection here gives it some credit.
2: Pairs of grandparents and grandkids challenging them to answer questions about pop culture from each other's generations. Mark Burnett and Jimmy Kimmel produce. Okay.
0: Jimmy Kimmel of Win Bedside's Money is finally back at the game show gig?
2: After all this time. But, as we always say, the more things change, the more things stay the same. But, from someone who is returning to the realm of game shows on ABC, to someone leaving it. I mentioned The Chase earlier, and we did discuss it previously. For this latest season of The Chase that is coming up, very soon, you have a new collection of chasers. One of whom will not be among them is the beast himself, Mark LeBet. that wow. 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 Fret not, fret not, you won't see him on the chase, but he landed himself elsewhere as he will be joining the GSN original masterminds.
0: Okay, okay, okay. By I the mean, way, old timey game, game, game show fans, fans, this one goes out to you. This is, is actually not the, the first show, show of this title for Generation Gap. Gap. The, the Generation Gap, February 7th to May 23rd, 1969, on ABC. First 10 episodes hosted by, by Dennis Hooley. And then after 10 episodes replaced by Jack Barry.
3: Announcer Fred
0: Foy. Two teams of three players competed. One under age 30, the other over age 30. At least one member of each he was a well-known celebrity. Yeah, I think this one's gonna go a little better than that one, did.
2: I agree. Oh, I do believe that uh, wraps us up for the news desk, If unless anybody else has any uh, parting thoughts. So that brings a question
0: regarding Generation Gap. From what we've heard so far, spiritual successor of Trivia Trap?
2: I could definitely see it, especially if they're leaning into the pop culture questions. If they do an even broader base aside from pop culture, it would be more of a spiritual successor. But it also depends on how the teams are broken down. Because with Trivia Trap, it would have been all the grandkids together versus the grandparents playing together. So we'll have to see about that.
0: So a little spin on it. -hmm. Brian, what do you think? Uh, I'm not sure. Jury's still out. Jerry, okay. jerry's kind of out on this one for me speaking of which if that's all news we need to get out because um brian there's um certain other breaking news that just hit my social media regarding a um topic of another podcast on this network that you really need to address
2: yeah i got shared some news um I may or may not have to be disembodied for a special live episode. So,
1: so yeah, we'll remove
0: the
2: socials and let's just, uh, we'll, we'll see you next, next time for pressure. Bye-bye, everybody. Uh, well, 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 we got a couple of other things that are going on, but as we mentioned, we do want to thank everybody for paying attention and for watching this special uh, news desk presentation of Life is Like a Game Show. However, again... Uh, as things around the news desk are coming a pretty thick and fast, so um, stay tuned. But, yes, we got to make our way
0: out.
1: That's it, folks. Thank you for tuning in to the special presentation of a news desk here on Life is Like a Game Show. You've been listening to us here on the W2M Network, a part of American Whammy Media. Available online where all full popular social media and podcast platforms exist. On behalf of our crew here, I'm Brian Espinoza. Good night.